What do ag teachers want when it comes to curriculum for their classrooms? Just basic frameworks and standards? Lesson plans? Or a full package? That's today's topic on Owl Pellets. Welcome to Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers podcast. We share research-based tips and tackle the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. The Owl Pellets crew is Kate Shoulders from the University of Arkansas, Marshall Baker from North Carolina State University, Mike Ritalik from Iowa State University, and Brian Myers from the University of Florida. We are your agricultural education resource across the web. Carly Morrison from Mississippi State University. Welcome to Owl Pellets. Thanks, Brian. How are you? I am fantastic. We are gl- so glad to have you here with us today. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about the wonderful person you are and the rest of this great research team that we're going to be talking about today? All right, sure. So, um, like you said, my name is Carly Morrison. I'm an assistant professor um, at Mississippi State University. Um, I have a 100% teaching appointment, and my um, research and teaching focus is definitely our ag communications um, focus area. And so we offer a degree in agricultural education, leadership, and communications. And then our students can either um, concentrate in education, leadership, or communications. So, and so my students are definitely um, the ag communications students primarily. And then I also teach and advise all of our ag science students as well. Um, I was fortunate enough to work with a few great um, researchers on this project we're talking about today. Um, I, first off, um, Jessica Smith. She is one of our um, master's students, and she came on specifically to work um, on a larger part of this um, study we're talking about today. This was definitely just a small component of her um, thesis research and a, a project that we're fortunate to have funded by um, the Mississippi Farm Bureau. Um, in addition to Jessica, um, Dr. Michael Newman, um, the director of the School of Human Sciences, uh, is her um, thesis chair, and uh, he worked with us on this, as well as Julie White, who is one of our um, extension associates, and her main role is um, coordinating and facilitating our Farmtastic program, which is um, an elementary um, school-based uh, ag literacy program. She also works with us on um, ag in the classroom efforts and, and anything having to do with ag literacy for the smaller kiddos in elementary school and, and middle school. Wow. This is so... Tell us now, for what was the major problem, the big question that this League of Superheroes was called <laughs> together to, to address? So um, Mississippi Farm Bureau reached out to us to help um, kind of start revising the Ag in the Classroom curriculum that's currently being used in the state of Mississippi. And so Jessica um, joined us, and her uh, responsibility was really to start um, looking into the resources currently available to our teachers and um, Ag in the Classroom um, volunteers, uh, and then start to kind of revise the materials, um, make the content more up-to-date and more accessible um, with how technology has advanced over the um, last couple of years. And so 
her role as a master's student and a graduate assistant has really to, has been to really begin to revise those um, materials and, and make them more accessible and current for our Ag in the Classroom program statewide. Awesome, Carly. Um, I think in the this uh, study looked at several uh, interviews of individuals. And uh, what were some of the themes that really popped out from uh, the interviews that were conducted? Yeah, so um, when we were when we met as a group, we really thought we need to get to the root of what's going on with our statewide Ag in the Classroom program. And so we needed to talk to um, teachers and volunteers who are currently teaching the curriculum in the state um, to really try to figure out what they need uh, if they're going to continue to teach this curriculum. And so um, Jessica conducted some phone interviews with um, some of the teachers who are currently teaching it and the volunteers, like I said, and um, she identified seven uh, common themes within those um, individuals who she interviewed. And those themes included um, a lack of focus on Mississippi commodities, um, as well as, I'm reading my list here, um, state curriculum, sta uh, link linking the curriculum to state um, standards, which is a, a big deal right now, not only in Mississippi, but um, nationwide. Um, also grade level, grade level inclusivity. So um, making sure that we have content for all grades within the elementary, um, within the elementary schools. Um, and, and then that kind of goes back to um, making it standard with the state curriculum standards. Um, I just want to congratulate you on how well you did with that word. I can never say that word. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I, I was just a little nervous. <laughs> I always struggle with grade. Grade is very difficult. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, I've, now I've lost my place. Uh, okay. So, uh, Success. Um, yes. Thank you for that. Um, so online availability. So currently within the state of Mississippi, all of the curriculum is available hard copy in binders um, from the um, uh, county offices, the County Farm Bureau offices offer um, binders full of curriculum that teachers can come and check out and take with them. And so we're really trying to go for a, go towards a more online um, accessible curriculum where our teachers can log in um, to a, a statewide Ag in the Classroom portal and then access that curriculum um, that way rather than having to go to the county offices and um, check it out. Uh, in addition, uh, more varied lessons and activities. Uh, so currently there are very structured um, lessons that have to do with, with specific things. And really our teachers were looking for something that can be placed into current subjects and current topics that are being taught um, in the classrooms. And so kind of things that can be universally um, added into already planned lessons and just kind of add a little bit of an ag um, twist or, um, you know, some, something to, of that nature that can just be added into current lessons rather than standalone. Um, teachers have to be planning to include ag in the classroom. Uh, instead, they can say, okay, well, I'm teaching this subject. What can I find on the ag in the classroom website and just kind of integrate into what I'm already planning on doing. Um, in addition to that, they need training on how to teach um, the Ag in the Classroom curriculum. Uh, we have several volunteers 
Um, the women's committee, they do a great job um, teaching the Ag in the Classroom curriculum. And so, but they need help learning how to teach the materials and have a better understanding of what um, is really the focus and the objectives of the lessons. And then last but not least, um, publicity and promotion of the Ag in the Classroom curriculum. Um, it was apparent from the interviews that the teachers and the volunteers who are currently teaching the curriculum, they feel like there's a lot of people in our state who don't realize it's available to them and don't know how to access that material um, if, if they want to include it in their classrooms. So those are the seven um, themes that were identified from the interviews. You know, that's terrific. I think uh, having, having those uh, areas and categories um, certainly make a, a lot of sense and I think will give you a lot of uh, foundation from which to build on. Um, I was a little curious, do you know much about the professional development as one of the recommendations? What's happening currently related to professional development? So you were kind of cutting out there. Do you mind repeating that for sure. me? So tell us a little bit about maybe what you know about professional development and what, what occurs um, with the professional development related to egg in the classroom. Okay, that's a great question. So um, as with all other states, um, public school teachers are required to um, you know, participate in so many hours of professional development and service hours um, during I know that there is one session, I think it either happens during um, the Farm Bureau annual conference or it's one time a year um, the Women's Committee puts on a professional development kind of like workshop on how to teach the Ag in the Classroom curriculum. And I think that the purpose of that, and, and I, I could, I'm just kind of going off of memory right now, um, so I could be a little off, but um, from what I understand, the Ag in the Classroom workshops basically just show the people who are interested in teaching it the curriculum that's available rather than actually teaching them how to teach the curriculum, how to access the materials, um, that sort of things, and those sort of things. And so um, if we were going to make a change or act on some of these recommendations from this study, we would definitely be start looking into more um, focused uh, professional development opportunities where we really take those teachers and those volunteers and say, we know you can access the curriculum, we know you can read a lesson plan, but these are some things to help you be successful in teaching this material, these are some things that you can do to assess student learning, which is something we're also interested in, um, assessing their knowledge gain after participating in the curriculum. And so um, I think more focused teacher trainings that, that um, deal more with teaching them how to convey the information and, and, um, and things like that really is what, is what we're moving towards as this project progresses. Sure. Well, it's interesting how that one caught my eye as well because that that this was something that the participants wanted because we also know that I think research was going to tell us that if we want curriculum to be adopted, one of the best ways to get it adopted is by having quality professional development to go along with it. I mean, I think that's one of the, the things, something like the case curriculum or other curriculums that are out there, why they've been adopted is because they have this professional development component that goes along with it. And I think... It's just interesting now that we're finding this through research and we're also saying, hey, this is what people want. This yes. is the, the thing that they're trying to find it as well. So I think there's, there's a lot of that uh, connection there. If we, make it, if we give them what they want, they'll take the, the things we, de we design and deliver 
and actually implement them. Yes, I, I can't agree more. Um, and, and what's interesting about our participants from this study, um, and, and I think you'll find this in several states that, that offer, you know, um, that have Ag in the Classroom curriculum available, the majority of our teachers who are teaching this are actively involved in Farm Bureau and actively involved in production agriculture. And so they have a buy-in um, to the curriculum and to the content and have a passion for, for spreading that um, within, you know, um, to their students. And so I think, I think it was interesting to have that much emphasis put on training, especially when um, some of our participants are currently involved in agriculture, have an understanding of production agriculture and the commodities in Mississippi. And so I, I agree. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and, and something else I would like to bring up, uh, we have these teachers who are teaching the curriculum, and then we also have uh, volunteers from the Women's Committee who are going into classrooms and teaching the curriculum. And uh, moving forward with this project and in the development of the curriculum, I think it's very important that we uh, understand that teachers are busy and they don't want to have any, they don't need any extra work to plan lessons and to prepare for lessons. And so if we want our teachers to teach this curriculum, we have to make it as easy for them to access and easy for them to understand and user-friendly as possible if we want them to add to their already busy lesson planning, you know, scheduling day. And so um, that's something that we're definitely working towards, um, you know, lay laying it out, including lesson plans that they can go ahead and um, present to their administration. If they have turn in lesson plans, we want um, detailed lesson plans so that they don't have to, to add any extra work to their already stressful jobs as teachers. Because um, we all know that. We've, we've all experienced that before. And one area where that popped in for me was uh, related to the state curriculum standards linkage. You know, obviously, teachers are being assessed on a, a variety of areas now, and, and one of those is they're expected to teach the standards. So having, uh, having the, the lesson plans and having them linked to those standards certainly help the teachers and also that communication piece back to administration and what have you. Sure. Well, you talked a little bit about professional development and, and how many of those uh, teachers um, ha have a relationship to Farm Bureau and uh, agriculture. My mind was starting to go the other direction a little bit. And, you know, we're talking about wanting an, an ag literate student body. But my experience has been that a lot of teachers don't necessarily feel comfortable with the content. So they shy away from teaching about Mississippi or any state commodities because they don't think that they have the, the content expertise. And, and we even see that in our pre-service teachers where they want to get out and they're always, they don't think they know enough about the content. So either providing that as part of the uh, in-service pieces or reassuring them that they don't, there's only a certain amount of content knowledge they need to know in order to uh, work with uh, elementary students or students through uh, um, uh, agriculture in the classroom are, are good examples. Yes, I, I completely agree with you. I, um, when I was working on my master's degree, I was in Arkansas and I developed ag comm curriculum for the state of Arkansas high school teachers. And I, and I found that problem with the ag teachers in Arkansas too. They didn't want to teach ag comm. They didn't know how to access the, um, the software programs. They didn't know how to use a fancy camera. And so 
I spent a lot of time traveling around the state teaching the teachers how to use the software, how to use the equipment. Um, and so that is definitely something that I feel like I've been able to bring to this research team and say, hey, I've seen this happen. I still have teachers in Arkansas who are using this curriculum that I developed as a master's student. I look back at it and I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> there were a lot of things that I would do differently for sure. <laughs> but empowering those teachers who previously didn't think they had the ability to teach it, I think is a big deal and making it standardized and making it user-friendly and, and making them feel comfortable and confident in their ability to just go to the website and say, I'm teaching about history, Mississippi history right now. Let's add an ag component. Let's look at history lessons in ag in the classroom. And then they have a complete lesson plan, how to very detailed instructions. And then as well as that professional development piece that, that gives them the confidence to teach the, teach the materials is definitely um, key to this project. When they were doing this project and looking at things and talking to folks, I noticed you, you talked about volunteers and teachers. Were there anything, any differences? Did they look at differences between what the volunteers said they wanted and what the teachers said they wanted? You know, they were, they were pretty standard. Um, they all were kind of on the same page with their um, responses. And I think I'm going to go back to the point that the majority of our teachers who are currently teaching it are involved with Farm Bureau and involved in production agriculture and the volunteers, the women's committee volunteers who are going in and teaching it, they're also involved in agriculture. They're also involved in Farm Bureau. And so I think their, their viewpoints align. I think it would be interesting to go back and, and, and maybe this isn't a pilot test for the curriculum when we get it developed, but identifying teachers who are not involved in agriculture so much um, and getting their input and seeing how they feel about it as well. And then seeing if there are any of those um, themes align in their, um, in their opinions as well. Um, but like I said, our, our pool of teachers and um, individuals who are currently teaching the Ag in the Classroom curriculum, they're, they're tied to, to Farm Bureau already. Um, and I think that's interesting to point out as well. Because that's, I think there's an opportunity there for us to expand and get some folks who are not as closely involved with Farm Bureau or not involved in production agriculture, get them excited, get them confident in their ability to teach this, this content as well. I just think that's interesting because, you know, back a few years ago, I spent a stint as the interim program leader for 4-H in Florida. And, you know, the, the model for 4-H now is that all the material basically is going to be taught by volunteers and the agents are the, are just kind of helping manage the volunteers and that sort of thing. And preparing curriculum for volunteers can sometimes be very different than preparing curriculum for professional educators because you don't know what their backgrounds are. I mean, they're yeah. highly intelligent people, but they may not know anything about, you know, how to present material. So I was just interested to see how that, how that happens and, and if there was any differences here, but apparently not. Apparently you're, you got some great volunteers there in Mississippi. Well, uh, and so, so I also want to talk a little bit about our women's committee. Um, they are, and I, and I don't want to say that this is true um, for every state, but, but our women's committee, their majority retired um, ladies who, of course, in the women's committee who have, um, you know, have, have been involved with Farm Bureau for years. A lot of them are former teachers. Yeah. And so I think they do have that, that education background, but I think this goes back to professional development and training. Um, and, and that is a, that should be a focus of our training too. They, these are some, 
and not, we're not trying to make, you know, professional teachers here, just right. some tips and some tricks to help them be successful in the, in the classroom. Um, not necessarily a complete understanding of, of, you know, pedagogy. Yeah. <laughs> so as you, as you take a look at this uh, work that you've done, and obviously it's, it's related to uh, Mississippi agriculture and, and, um, uh, egg in the classroom there, but what are what are some take home messages that you think are kind of transferable across states that in uh, uh, some of the main points, whether it's best practices or or points that you you'd want our colleagues across the country to know and maybe consider implementing or working with. Uh, as far as the Ag in the Classroom curriculum? Yeah, part, as part of uh, some of the findings and, and the work that you guys are, are doing related to this, what, what, what can we take away from that and maybe extrapolate out to a national audience? So, that, so that's a great question. I think some big takeaway messages here are you, the curriculum needs to be universal. Um, it, it needs to be um, activities that can stand alone and be implemented into various subject areas and um, grade specific, but, and this is a big project. <laughs> Whenever you start thinking about it, this is not just a small little, let's revamp some curriculum. We're thinking big picture and, and what can do the most good for the most people in the state. Um, but I think, I think the teachers get overwhelmed by, by complete curriculums. Right. When you come at them and you say we have a complete curriculum here, um, they get overwhelmed and they think, wow, this is a lot of work. There's a lot of material here. But I think if you can break it down into small chunks and let them know, let, spell out where these lessons can be um, implemented into their classrooms um, and make it um, very uh, user friendly and uh, give them options. OK, so. They don't need to have the perfect classroom with this perfect scenario to teach this lesson. If you're doing these things, here are some options for you to implement this activity or this, um, this content into this situation. Um, back to training. Training needs to happen often and it needs to be available. Okay. If you offer it once a year at a one location in the state, you're going to miss several of your teachers and several of your um, volunteers. So being flexible and available to the teachers is very important. Um, I think that if you had the means um, and the funding, having someone be um, the coordinator or um, the, you know, overseeing the Ag in the Classroom program, kind of like I mentioned Julie White earlier, who is um, one of our extension associates. Her, her position is just... Um, managing and facilitating and coordinating our farmtastic um, ag literacy program, which is a big, big undertaking. Um, but having a central, um, you know, contact for that information, I think, is very important. Um, and then also accessibility. Um, having this material accessible, I, I we have. I'm sure we have several, um, you know, ag in the classroom. Um, followers who are all about the little red barns in the county offices and going to get the materials there and checking in and, and having that interaction. And so maybe you don't do away with that completely, but um, having uh, materials available and multiple um, platforms and, and access accessibility is definitely a big thing. I think that's all great stuff, Carly. I mean, you hit on a lot of great points. You know, I think the big thing from the study is, um, especially 
ag commodity groups or other people who are trying to do great things are going to say, hey, I'm going to teach people about Florida dairy or Florida mushrooms or whatever else. I'm going to create a curriculum and every teacher in the school is going, in the country is going to use this stuff. Well, they slap it up. Even if they slap on the web page, they, they don't they don't follow a lot of these standards. And I think one great thing that you and your team here has done is you've created a, a great guideline here for any group who wants to work and develop curriculum that's going to be implemented about agriculture to follow. And one of those is partnering with someone in curriculum development, your ag ed faculty or in staff that you've got in your state. But also yes. that training piece is so important in addition to just throwing up the content to make those things happen. And I love that last piece, piece you mentioned. We want to make sure that we are portraying the true modern agriculture in the curriculum that we are developing, not just the Norman Rockwell, Little Red Barns, Grandpa and the overalls kind of thing to do that. Nothing wrong with overalls. Right. But there's more to agriculture than just that. And yes. I think that's some, some great points you made there. Yes, and I, I think this, I think the Ag in the Classroom curriculum is a great opportunity for us to start introducing our future agricultural leaders to agriculture, not just the, the students and the kids who've grown up on the farm and who've grown up in um, agriculture, because Mississippi is an agriculture state. I mean, the, the majority of us are from rural areas, um, grew up in production agriculture, um, and, and I see that a lot in Mississippi State, of course, because of the land grant, but um, there are also students um, from the more metropolitan areas who have never um, been on the farm or don't understand um, how production agriculture works. And I think if we can get this Ag in the Classroom curriculum just even a little bit into um, exposure to these students, we have an opportunity to really get them from a young age and get them excited about agriculture and then, uh, you know, eventually funnel them to Mississippi State and then they can get a degree in agriculture. <laughs> Yeah, we have uncovered their, their evil plan to take over the world. Usually it's Kate and Marshall that are doing the commercials on here. You know, you know I, I, uh, I studied under Kate, so. Ah, there you go. Now we know. Oh, goodness. Carly, thank you so much for being with us today here on Our Pellets. we got to go before you do more commercials from Mississippi State and get us all barking like dogs and ringing cowbells. <laughs> Um, no, I'm kidding. We, we're so happy that you're here with us today. Thank you, Brian. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Please visit our webpage for more information on this topic and to learn more about all of our guests. Be sure to follow Owl Pellets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It would also be great for you to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, we ask you please take a moment and comment on our podcast so others can find it as well. So for Kate, Marshall, and Mike, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellet saying thank you, and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers. <laughs>